0: This episode of the Case for Safety podcast is sponsored by Safety 2023. If you'd like to view the Safety 2023 opening general session featuring today's guest, Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Jimmy Urie, you can, of course, attend in person in San Antonio or join us virtually through a free live stream. You can find links to register for the in-person event and the free live stream in the episode description. Hello everyone and welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are just a few short weeks away from Safety 2023 in San Antonio and I'm very excited to be joined today by the gentleman who will be kicking things off at the conference, our opening keynote speaker, Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Jimmy Yeri. Jimmy, welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Well, thank you, Scott. Thank you for having me. I'm, a, I'm excited for San Antonio, excited to uh, meet everybody, always excited to... Uh, to meet new people and and build new relationships, which uh, is part of what I'll be talking about.
0: Absolutely, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll be getting into that real quick. Uh, excited, uh, excited for San Antonio as well. So I, I touched on a little bit there, but I thought we could start off by kind of telling listeners a little bit more about yourself, how you got into songwriting, how you got into the music business, all that good stuff.
1: Wow, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I could tell uh, about a hundred different stories, but I, as a kid. I was just obsessed with, you know, uh, long story short, I went over, uh, I went to a yard sale at my papa's, he overpriced everything, nobody bought anything from him, but I had made some money pulling some weeds for a neighbor lady, uh, because that's all, she saw me pulling weeds, because that's what dad made us do all the time for some reason, and so I went over and I took this $2.50 and bought a tape that was probably worth about 50 cents, spent my money, couldn't wait to spend it, got this tape, brought it home and put it in had no idea the tape i'd bought i just knew i'd bought something and that was amazing i put it in and played it it was billy joel amazing uh i I thought all music was that spectacular turns out it's not but those songs i just listened as an eight-year-old kid and i absolutely that's the moment that i thought well this is this is what i want to do i want to i want to be able to write songs like this and 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 begged my dad for a guitar and he got me a guitar and and then I was off to the races and uh, it was, I mean, I was writing songs and creating music as just as a young kid, uh, so, sort of obsessed with it. I, I'm not even sure I fully understand it.
0: And it's given the opportunity to work with uh, a lot of great musicians and, uh, you know, really t- tell the, tell those stories uh, in in all the years since.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's been incredible. You know, I moved to Nashville in, oh gosh, 94. That's hard to believe been here that, that long, but yeah, and just over the years, especially in the last 10 years, I've been able to form these relationships with, with so many of the artists that people have heard, uh, the Tim McGraws, the Kenny Chesneys, uh, the Rascal Flatts, the George Straits of the world, and, and form actual uh, relationships with these people by, by, by telling my story.
0: Perfect segue into, into my next question. Uh, I mean, just as a songwriter, you are a, a storyteller and I know storytelling, you know, is such a powerful tool. How have you found that you've been able to use storytelling throughout your career to, as you know, it, you know, build those relationships with people?
1: Yeah. You know, we each have a story. I have my story and it's unlike, it's like a fingerprint. I mean, there's nobody on the planet that has my story. And when I really, Accept that and realize that and and embrace that, and uh, I can I can then find out that it's it's really powerful. You know, here's a principle that's unwavering. If I tell you my story, you see your story. I do it over and over again in songs. So I, from the I drive your trucks to the everything's going to be all right to the I'm telling my story but I'm, uh, and, and I'm putting my memories and my life into it. Like I could tell you I love my dad. I miss my dad, he's been dead for 30 years. I could tell you I miss my dad or I miss the man that taught me how to fish. Well, that's my story. You hear one, you feel the other. You and I have different stories, Scott, but I don't know the situation with your dad. He could've, you could have loved him, could not like him anymore. You could have had a tumultuous relationship. He could have not, not been around. I don't know but it doesn't matter if I tell you my story you'll see yours because emotionally we've experienced the same emotions you and I are exactly the same and and knowing that that if I can just tell my story it connects us and makes me more human to you that's a powerful thing when it comes to building relationships
0: absolutely i'm curious you know in your your songwriting process and you know working with the different artists is that you know how you've gone about it you know kind of each of you sharing your stories with each other coming up with an idea of what story you want to you want to tell through your songs
1: yeah to a great extent all of the process is is stories you can't create something out of nothing with somebody you don't know and that you don't trust because it's a vulnerable thing to do to create a song to try to feel something so other people can feel it so sharing stories All great songwriters understand when you get into a room and maybe you don't know each other at all. Maybe you don't know each other that well. Maybe you know each other, but fostering that relationship is essential to keep creativity flowing. Then you're what we do on a regular basis. We show up and the first thing we'll do is we'll start talking about our life. I'll tell them about all the crazy stuff in my life. Uh, If I'm, if I had a spat with my wife over something silly, I'll probably talk about it. If you know, If I stepped on a 2 a.m. Lego because my kids don't know how to pick their toys, I'm probably going to talk about that. Telling stories and all it does is disarms everybody. All the walls come down. Nobody needs to act like they're too cool or some sort of superhero. Why would they? And it's just it's a it's a great way to to be a father, to be a, a co-worker, to be a leader, is to be able to share those stories, to build trust. People listen to people they trust.
0: I love uh, what you said there about, you know, we all have different stories, but we always have, you know, those, there's those common threads that that we all experience as you found, you know, whether it's, you know, through your songwriting or just in, in life that those are those things that help make those connections and really build those relationships. Cause you know, when it comes down to it, we all do have so much in common and the experiences that we have.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, no doubt, Scott, you've been in love, you've got your heart broke, you've been disappointed, you've been angry, you've been less than happy, you felt anxious around other people for whatever reason, you felt less than, You all these things that we never talk about, which is really a detriment to our ability to connect with people. It's actually valuable to be broken. And so, to, you know, if I told you, started telling you about the first time I got my heart broke, and really went into detail, well, that'd be my story. And it, it possibly wouldn't even line up with yours at all but emotionally it would. So as I'm telling you my story, you'd start seeing the person in your life that possibly broke your heart. And you'd start seeing that situation and you start seeing the vehicle you were driving or the, the restaurant you were in or the phone call you got or, or the up all night that you experienced. If I tell you mine, you see yours. And it's just, it's neat to see somebody, uh, somebody's intrinsic need not to feel alone being met because that's really what you're doing. It's, it just helps us go, oh, wow. I really, I'm not alone on this big old rock. I forgot that for a second. Good, yeah, it's powerful.
0: As I'm noted, you're going to be the opening keynote speaker at our conference. When you look at, you know, connecting with an audience in in that way, you know, you could be speaking to a lot of different groups with different backgrounds. So there, you know, certain techniques you found to to be effective. And you know, maybe it's it's one thing to to connect with an audience through a song, but when you're you're you know speaking to a large group of people. Is is it you know? Do you find that a similar experience, or you know, how do you, how do you you know make sure you're communicating effectively with with those kind of groups?
1: Well, my I, I, I've spent nearly thirty years in this town. I've had record deals. I was on Atlantic for a while. I was on RCA. I was on DreamWorks. Never had a single that 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 made it to uh, full fruition as far as being successful in a number one song as an artist. But I still. To perform and sing, you know, I sing, when I pitch a song to Tim McGraw, I'm singing it. And he lo- he likes my songs, he likes my voice. He hears himself sing when he hears my voice. So that's an advantage for me. Point being, I love to sing, I, and I love putting emotion into singing. And, and I've, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of performances, seeing people's connection when it's uh, authentic and vulnerable. And, and and as opposed to maybe i'm distracted and it's not quite as vulnerable and authentic speaking's no different you know i just you can't fake authenticity so i say what i believe um, that i'm passionate about it's the only reason that i go and do these keynotes i'm really passionate about helping people uh, understand the power of their story their life their experiences their tragedies their triumphs And so, so it's really not that different. It just doesn't have a melody and I don't have to change chords on a guitar. But, but I do, I do, I do actually integrate some songs into the keynote. Um, So yeah, so it's a balance of that. But yeah.
0: I love how you talk about the importance of being vulnerable that I mean, I could see in a lot of different situations, people being afraid to let their guard down to talk about certain things. But I think that is so important in making those connections and and sharing those experiences with people.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, when you're vulnerable, it's because you're in your uncomfortable zone. It's because you're unfamiliar with the surroundings. That's why people stay in their comfortable zones and their their safe safe little places. But you're actually more valuable outside of your comfort zone because what happens with that is you're automatically, um, you are forced to utilize, to be vulnerable. But when you're vulnerable, you actually become the most uh, valuable because people follow authenticity and they follow people that they relate to. And people are across the board very vulnerable, whether they show it or not. And if you're always going around trying to act like a superhero, well, a lot of people can't relate to that. So I always say that strength as a leader is important, but strength without vulnerability leaves you severely lacking. Because if, you're, if you only hold strength in your leadership, well, everybody kind of goes, well, I, I think I'd like to be like that guy or that girl or that woman. But if you have strength along with vulnerability, people start going i believe i can be like that person and they follow people that they feel like they can emulate and it's just relatable vulnerability is so powerful
0: absolutely that leads me to thinking about our our membership the folks you're going to be speaking to in san antonio it's you know safety professionals those who go to work every day to keep people safe and i think talking to them and storytelling can be such a, a powerful tool in relating experiences they have as a way to communicate the, okay, this is what you need to do. These are things that you shouldn't do. So, you know, thinking about it from that mindset, you know, how would you encourage people like that, you know, to use storytelling to make sure that, you know, everybody gets home safe at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know from my own experience, like let's just say safety specifically. I remember as a kid, my dad teaching me how to use a chainsaw. I said, "Kid, I was about 14 years old, so I was old enough to to manage a chainsaw. Well, we, I mean, we were cutting uh, uh, wood for the winter because uh, we had a fireplace growing up, and and so I, I always, I you know, I, I had this air of like, I, Dad, I've got this, I understand this, Dad. Okay, I know. Be safe. I'll cut my leg off. Okay. Well, Dad sensed that I was doing that, and so he shut the chainsaw off and he sat me down and he and he told me a story." About and then he showed me a scar on his leg. About a time he was up in a tree, he said it was about 101 degrees, and he never been hurt, had no fear, wasn't worried, wasn't abiding by certain rules that he knew he should be doing, but he'd been doing it for 25 years. So why even worry? And and then he showed me a scar where the chainsaw came down, hung on a rope, and it caught his leg, and he told me about that pain and that and the and the rehabilitation. The da-da-da. I can tell you today. I still use a chainsaw, but I never grab one and start it that I don't think about dad's story. Stories are that important. My boy is 12 years old, and he's into mountain biking. So for the first year of him mountain biking, it was, I know how to do it. I've got this dad. He's even jumping better than me, and he's braver than me. But it wasn't until I told him about the bike ride that I had when I was a kid, and I actually broke this finger and this elbow. I broke, I broke this finger and this elbow in one bike wreck. And I explained to him how that happened. And, and having that story in his head, he still to this day, before he goes for a big jump, I said, be careful. And he'll say, dad, I know, I know. I, 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 I can't forget your story. I'm afraid I'm going to break both my arms, but that's the power, you know, when you can put that in somebody's head and those are my stories, but he's going to see his ultimate, uh, uh, trouble and, and situation uh, if he's not careful, but that's, that's the power of it. I still think of all the stories, you know, when it comes to those situations concerning specifically safety.
0: Speaking from that experience, another common thread we've been talking about is uh, along with the vulnerability is that building trust that, you know, this is someone who's, you know, been through this before, has experienced some of these things. So, you know, I can, I can trust what they're saying about this. And I know, you know, that they're, they're looking out for me to make sure, you know, I go home safe at the end of the day.
1: Well, that's Scott, that's perfectly said. That's exactly what it's about. You know, you, when somebody's constantly telling you or advising you or suggesting to you to, to keep practicing uh, safety protocols and, and, well, that can get irritating, I would imagine, or that could get a little bit like I already know, you know. But but if you know, I think of my five best friends. Well, if one of them was up behind me, I, I would think to myself, hey, they're just doing their job. Hey, maybe I'm not paying attention. Hey, maybe I'm not abiding by certain rules, and I wouldn't take offense to that. As opposed to somebody I don't have a connection with. So stories, making those stories, sharing, making sure that you have those relationships and that and that connection that you're you're continuously uh, fostering. Through your stories, it's just it's powerful. I do it in all of my relationships. I practice it every day, and and again at the at the conference, I'll be sharing some some pretty entertaining, wacky stories about how I was able to form relationships just by me just getting into my uncomfortable zone, becoming vulnerable, and telling my story
0: and And along with that, you know, you come across people they can just have have a barrier up that you know, as we talked about, you know, they're afraid to be vulnerable and you know maybe talk about certain things. But when you share your story, if you found those you know you can kind of break those barriers down, you being vulnerable helps them be more comfortable, you know sharing sharing things with you
1: absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, if you and I didn't know each other at all and we had just met and we're talking and we're just kind of, you know, and I, and I want to form a connection with you again. I, it could be powerful to share any uh, life story. You know, it could be powerful for me to simply say if we're in a room full of people everywhere. And I just said, you know what, Scott, Um, I don't know you that well, but man, I get, uh, I get so uh, anxious and and with a big old crowd of people here. It just, I don't know why it just kind of makes me, it just makes me feel like, you know, I don't know. I feel like everybody's better than me. I don't know. Anyway, there's something powerful about that. There's something you would think that would be, so, you know, we hide that because we want to be so cool all the time. But if somebody said that to me, I would be, uh, if you said that to me, I'd be like, I really like Scott. I love that Scott had the guts to go, hey, I'm not that comfortable, but I'm, I'm going to keep my smile. Here we go. You know, it would, I, what it would do for me, it, was, it would make me go, that took some guts and Scott's no different than me because I feel that way as well. So, yeah.
0: Anything else you'd like to add about uh, storytelling or anything else that you'd like to get give a preview of Safety 2023 as, as
1: we wrap up? You know, it's going to be, I'm again, I'm looking forward to it. There's a, a segment during the talk where I, I may try to write a song right in front of them. And I'll just, I'll throw that seed out there. It's really quite entertaining and a little bit stressful, but it always works out. It's going to be fun.
0: Look forward to that. Well, uh, thank you so much again for coming on, Jimmy. Really uh, looking forward to seeing you at Safety 2023 in San Antonio.
1: All right, Scott. Thank you, man.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.